0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives podcast, episode 178. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo, ready to push back against leftist tyranny and expose the dementia of Joe Biden and the extreme leftism of Kamala Harris, and basically the entire government as of right now. But guys, before we get started, just a reminder to visit our website at Network.com for links to all of our shows, articles, and merch that is guaranteed to send your liberal friends and family members into the nuthouse and use code fraud for 20% off for a limited time. And also make sure that you check out the latest edition to the Empire State Conservative Network, the Waxcast hosted by the venerable Gavin Wax. Links should be up on the website. If they are not up now, they will be up soon. But just search WaxCast Podcast in any audio platform that you have or on Facebook to find his show. So, Gabe, it's been less, what, just over 24 hours of the Joe Biden presidency at this moment. And he is already ruining the country. It is... Safe to say that he has demolished women's sports, which and we're going to get into this in a little more depth, but he's demolished women's sports. He has basically committed to sending all of our money overseas, and apparently we are going to have to wear masks on federal property, even though Joe Biden doesn't have to, Gabe. But as we know, we did executive orders when Trump did them. They loved them when Obama did it, and now they're going to love him again under Biden. Joe Biden has wasted no time with executive orders. What are you seeing out of what he's done so
1: far? Systema- uh, systematically, uh, just trying to undo the Trump presidency—the last four years. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you when you're around spiteful people, and you know you you leave your your term, and you're trying to leave off on a good note. Those spiteful people come in and try to make you seem as though what you did amounted to nothing, and what all everything that you did was just. Gone with the wind, and that's what they're trying to do with President Trump right now. It's disgusting, and it's shameful. I mean, the immigration policies that he is uh, trying to push forward, what, 11 million illegal immigrants are now potentially going to gain citizenship within an eight-year period. Now, I do think there should be immigration reform, 100%. But just granting this out of nowhere, at the drop of a dime, isn't something that a president can just do, especially when this means that not only will there there could be potentially new uh, congressional seats that open up, but potentially a huge new voter block. But I just want to focus on a little bit of what we saw on Inauguration Day. The most voted for president, so he says, in the history of the United States, with a whopping huge crowd of zero people. Of zero citizens, they some gathered in Black Lives Matter Plaza, but even then, you can see that the enthusiasm wasn't all there. People are scattered throughout, and then we saw thousands of soldiers, thousands upon thousands of soldiers, and other federal agents there, standing by with gates and borders, and uh, the, uh, it looked like a, a military zone. Um, FOB DC, FOB DC—that's what it should be called, uh, because that's what it just looks like. It looks like you're in Kabul, and. They have a whole bunch of these checkpoints set up. You can't even. Rand Paul said that, yeah, that congressmen are even checking for pens uh, or sharp pencils, and that they have to be thrown out. Like, it's becoming they think so that ludicrous. The congressmen were going to start stabbing people? Like, I mean, maybe they might have thought of so that dumb. of Matt Gates if, if, if he just came back to the Mac. Well, think about it. Matt Gates coming in with a gas mask and a sharp pencil, ready to sign off on, <laughs> on radical impeachment papers of Joe Biden. No, I, I seriously don't know. Uh, but. Like, the inauguration itself was just so awkward, so weird. You had the COVID protocols, like the social distancing and the masks, but everyone was hugging and loving each other. And it was really just a show for the elites. And it was the epitome of it. You have this beautiful uh, architecture of of the Capitol building, and you have the racist Betsy Ross flag, as the left likes to say, but it was there. And then you had the COVID horrible things uh, you know where you couldn't stand next to you. How dare you hug each other? How dare you stand next to you? But it's okay. You know, Biden's in office now. We can hug each other, uh, and we finally found where Hunter Biden was. You know, he came out when it was safe. No he matter how out many crack then, yeah. No matter how many little kids uh, he's seen with pictures of him and caressing them, doing all types of weird, nasty things with him. He he's there now. It's okay. That's the, just a family tradition, so
0: game, caressing and sniffing kids. That's just a Biden family tradition. We all know that. Come on, man. Don't. Yeah, well, yeah. Come on, man. Don't yeah, be no. prejudiced against the child sniffers. Like you really can't do that. That's it's really not, not fair. I, of course, I'm joking. It's absolutely disgusting <laughs> what that family does. But yeah, the inauguration. This this was like it was a joke. It was a joke, and I turned it off because this whole thing now the entire elite left, which includes Hollywood, which includes the music industry, they're all like, now that the disgrace of Trump is gone, our nation and our democracy are safe. It's a joke. It's really a joke to them because guess who's going to suffer? The American people. Because who benefited most from President Trump's policies? The American people. This This is what they don't get. And they're so out of touch with everybody. And it's... It's horrible to see because you know people who are, de- who are you know, people regular people who are Democrats, they don't follow the Democrat agenda. They follow the Democrat propaganda, which is we care about minorities. We care about the working class. We care about unions. In reality, they don't because their policies don't help those people. So they look at it as like, yes, Trump, bad man. He's gone because that's what the media told us. He was a racist. And now everything can go back to normal in Washington. And that's the world's biggest joke because Washington wasn't working for the people, while President Obama and President Bush and President Clinton and the other Bush and all these other people were in office. They weren't working for the American people. They were working for themselves.
1: Hmm. I mean, I gotta say though, turning on the news and you're no longer hearing like the latest of what President Trump was doing. It's like President Biden. Like wait, wait, wait what? I forgot, I forgot that this is a thing. Uh, God, it was like a horror story. But at least we're not going to see any sorts of you know news articles coming out or breaking news that the president eats KFC with a fork and knife, or that he's afraid to go downstairs, or that he got two scoops of ice cream while everyone else only got one scoop of ice cream. Like these are literal stories that you can follow uh, or find on on the internet of what they covered on President Trump uh, within his first. Uh, Few days in office. Aside from the whole cow of we need to punch his supporters in the face, and it's okay, and we need to blow up the White House and shoot, and actors need to shoot presidents. You know, some Jesus, like very different, very different. I got to say, it's it's almost like these people were just you know waiting for their next temper tantrum. Is waiting, and like the, the Democrats are the ones that can really reel in these people because uh, because they all work together. The media works for the Democrat Party. We already know
0: that, and it's it's evident. By the press conference that they had, the hardest question that the press new press secretary was asked was whether or not Joe Biden was going to keep President Trump's Air Force One paint scheme. Like,
1: you know, how and what was the that? answer
0: to that? How, how, they, Oh, they don't know yet. They don't know yet. Mm-hmm. That I know it, it's very important. That's it's the most pressing issue in the entire in the entire country. They just don't know yet whether or not they're going to change the paint scheme. But getting into the executive orders a little bit, so I mentioned destroying women's sports. Joe Biden has already signed an executive order stating that any um, any school that receives government funding must allow transgender athletes into the locker room of their choice, which again, then goes into letting them on the team of their choice, which effectively ruins girls sports. Because all I have to do if I really want to be a jerk is if I don't make the men's team, I can go, you know what? I think I might identify as a girl. And I guarantee you they'll make the girls team. Because once again, I will tell this story when my brother was a freshman basketball player. Okay. Freshman basketball his team beat the girls varsity team that were county champions and they didn't just beat them they shellacked them okay there is a big difference physically between most 99% of men and 99% of women so you by allowing men into women's sports you are effectively ending women's sports same thing if you put a man into women's MMA he will kill a woman that's just going to happen we've already seen it the guy broke the woman's face in half with one punch this, this yeah, whole thing I mean, where the, the Democrats stand up for women's rights. Where are the women's rights when you're allowing men into women's sports?
1: Oh well, yeah you know, women's sports might actually get some ratings now. I mean they always wanted a pay raise so here's your opportunity.
0: I know yeah if you didn't like women's sports, you'll like it now because now it now it features men. I mean it, it's, it's a joke but then we have them going getting back giving money back to who now right? World Health Organization's getting money and what does the World Health Organization do immediately? Is change the COVID testing guidelines for the PCR test. Now I verified this on several sources and I spoke to two of my friends who were doctors. Only one of them answered the phone. So I spoke to one <laughs> I called to, but only one answered the phone. The way they were running the PCR test, it was they were running it at such a high they call it cycles. When you run it over something like 35 cycles, it will pick up almost anything. So a lot of these positive COVID tests could have been tested, could have been positives for the common cold or almost any type. A virus that's going around, not necessarily COVID. So now what they said was, we're going to drop the guidelines to something like 25 to make it more accurate. And, th- and I've said it before, COVID will magically go away because no one's going to test positive for it, except for people that really have it. And guess what? Joe Biden's going to get all the credit, and President Biden is the one who got us through COVID, and he saved America. I told you guys this was going to happen, and everyone was like, no, it's going to be around for like a year. No, it's going to be gone in a few months, because now they're changing it to accurate testing. This is a joke.
1: Oh, no, 100%. But, I mean, why not trust the people who told us that it was not possible to transfer via human to human contact i mean these guys are the real geniuses behind the whole thing and as biden says now we're gonna hear more for dr fauci from the scientists from the science oh i can't stand dr fauci he's such a he's such a stain on this
0: country like (laughs) president trump took fauci's advice and then put it into policy It wasn't – people act like President Trump just went, okay, this is what the scientists are saying. Now I'm going to pick something out of midair and let's do that as a policy. Like that's not the way it works. But the media tells people and they believe it. It's like it's disgusting.
1: Yeah, no, I I mean it's it's almost like when they have nothing else to talk about, they wheel Fauci back in front of the camera and he's talking about COVID-19. And like I – and you can see this whole section on YouTube with just dr fauci and he's he's not a very animated person you always see like the same hunched over looking to the camera smile you know maybe like at a different angle but it's always the same thing but i could only imagine how many times well i i could only imagine how many times you could talk about the same gosh darn thing on repeat well then again a, a lot of our coverage over the past year has been COVID. but we've been calling out COVID hypocrisy this has just been Him talking about social distancing, wearing the mask, and I gotta do all this stuff. This is just Fauci talking. I mean, look, every single day, everyone wants to have him on. I'm sure, I understand. You know, you wanna be able to convey that message. You wanna be able to make sure that people are safe, even though what he said was now being digitally removed from the internet where you can barely find him saying that masks were psychological rather than actual, or actually help people. So, I mean, whatever. This is just the new administration at at its work. This is just what we can expect. People will eventually alter things. History will be altered. And think about it. The 1619 project will now be put in place because Biden's executive orders are also removing uh, the 1776 commission. And this is something that the BBC asked me about recently. And I told them, I said, it's wrong to have the 1619 uh, project as an idea that really is the biggest um, as the biggest as the like the base point of what we teach our american history from uh, because it implies that this country was wholly racist and it could never be you're sowing the divisions of hate right at the start of this country it's also inaccurate they've admitted that it's inaccurate it's not even
0: this is this is kind of it's like oh, this is how I feel. I feel that these things are true, so I'm going to write an essay on it, and I'm writing an argument piece, but I'm not using factual evidence. That's essential what they're doing. You mentioned YouTube. them erasing Fauci from YouTube. What they did was they had Biden's, uh, one of his speeches up already on YouTube. They disabled commenting. Yep. On the White House. Uh, I think it was on the White House YouTube channel, actually. Yep. So now you can't even comment on the White House YouTube channel. Again, Censorship, silencing voices. Because if it was President Trump's and people wanted to call him racist and a bigot and a xenophobe, they would let it go
1: all day. But if someone was second, you call out Joe Biden for something, boom, censored. I mean, I can't wait for all these softball questions and softball press releases. It was like Joe Biden, how was your day, President Biden, President? What do you like to do on weekends? How's major? (laughs) You know, how's the dog? Yeah, they (laughs) they were like, how did they clean the White House? Oh, what's the vibe in the White
0: House? Really? That's your question. That's your question on day one. What's the vibe in the White House? It's Joe Biden walking around like a like he's in the first episode of The Walking Dead, banging in the doors, and it's Kamala Harris cackling and waiting for
1: her turn to be president. That's what's going on in the White House right now. Yeah. No, I mean, it's really going to be 12 years of, well, potentially, um, 12 to eight years of Kamala if Republicans go, don't get their act together. I think that she's actually going to be one of the most involved VPs we've seen uh, in this country. Uh, I think even more than Cheney was. So oh,
0: they'll they'll keep Biden going as long as they can with her pulling the strings and then yeah. try to run her for re-election. That's exactly what they're going to do. You're 100% right. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I do not even think I think Biden will certainly make out the first term. I don't think that he's going to magically Ugh. just become unfit. You're
0: optimistic, a, dude. He is he's been looking I, bad for over a year. Like, you think he's really going to make it 4 years? They I, don't kept he's gonna I don't think he's going to have to resign. I don't know if he's deteriorating very quickly. Again, I'm not trying to hate on Joe Biden for this. I'm not wishing any ill upon him. I'm telling you what I see. What I see is someone who is not going to make it another four years. I don't see it. He is quickly deteriorating. He might be dead before the end of his first term by
1: natural Shit, causes,
0: it's just based on his own,
1: you know, deterioration. Well, careful, because Q will cite this as a verifiable evidence, and then we're,
0: that's going to be posted over Twitter, and we're going to get removed. Oh, Q um, is complete garbage. <laughs> For anyone who still believes in Q, it's, uh, Q is that, the whole Q thing actually reminds me, and I saw, I'm not taking this. This is an original thought, but I saw it online, and it works out. What happened during the Bolshevik Re- Re- Revolution— in russia right after the communists took over and they kept telling people no we're going you know we're going to reinstall the monarchy you know the communists don't have the power there are people on the inside we have it we have it trust the plan trust the plan trust the plan, and guess what? Nothing happened. It's the exact same thing as Q. It's all psyops. It's absolutely ridiculous. It was done to sow more division and to give people hope and then crush them and incite them into violence. That's exactly what Q was designed to do. It was never real. I'm sorry. If anyone believed in it, I'm sorry. It was never real. To believe that the swamp was going to be taken down from the inside is ridiculous. Because as we said last episode, the swamp is all of Washington. It's the FBI. It's the ATF. It's the CIA. It's the EPA. It's all these things are all part of the swamp. It's not just Congress. It's not just, you know, the one bureaucratic agency. It's all over the place. You really think they were going to take themselves down? It was never going to
1: happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such an entrenched system, but... I don't know. I, I can't. I, it wasn't going to be totally through mass can't.
0: arrest. The only way it can be done is through elections. And the only way we can do that is if we trust our elections. So, again, there need to be fixes with the elections. We need to investigate voter fraud. These things need to be fixed. But the only way to do that is to have ma- a mass push of good people into Washington, which, again, seems almost impossible. Because the fact that anyone wants to go to Washington makes me suspect to them unless I know them personally. And it's just a complete mess. You need you need term limits. You need to end this. Oh, I'm going to be in... I'm 26. I'm going to be in Washington for the next 50 years of my life. Like, that That
1: stuff needs to end. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I hope comes from this presidency is the fact that hopefully we'd be able to go to Washington, D.C. now and actually go into the Smithsonian rather than, uh, you know, showing up for a protest or rally because everything's been closed. I've been to D.C., uh, like twice recently. One was for CPAC. The other one was for the for the uh, January 6th rally, and uh, couldn't go to anything because you know COVID. Oh, something.
0: everything's going to be open in like four months, Gabe. Don't worry. Joe Biden's going to save yeah. save America from COVID. I told you this is mm. the game plan the whole time. Use COVID to take down Trump, and then use Joe Biden as the savior
1: of America, and then and then it's really going to be garbage on. policies. Yeah, no, then Kamala's going to rise from the ashes. No, I'm pretty sure that, that uh Joe Biden's actually going to say, you know what? Um I've been a vice president, I've been in politics for so long now it's time for me to step aside and my privilege and whatever and let a woman of color to to rise up. So, I'm giving my full endorsement. I'm not running again. I'm giving my full endorsement to Kamala Harris. Ooh, that's going to be interesting, oh, God. Uh, and if we want to make it and if we want to make it a uh, double trouble uh make uh, Michelle Vice <laughs> Dude, that would be
0: one of the worst things. Have any of the Obamas involved in politics ever again would be absolutely just like catastrophic. The the, the Obama pre- presidency is a is an abject failure. He ruined everything that he's put his hands into. But this again, this is what the presidency has become. So we talk about Joe Biden's executive orders. Barack Obama literally thought that his job was to write executive orders. That's what he thought his job was. And he got praised by the people on the left because those Republicans were stopping things from getting through. It's not the president's agenda that's really supposed to go through. It's the will of the people that's supposed to go through with the president kind of giving little nudges in certain directions and allowing certain things to happen. Because if he goes, listen, if you guys pass Bill A, I will sign it. If you guys try to pass Bill B, I'm not signing it and you guys don't have the votes to override it. That's essentially how it's supposed to happen. It's not supposed to be, I'm the president, here is my edict and you will all follow it. But that's what Obama thought his job was. And he admitted it. And that's what Joe Biden clearly thinks his job is. Because by putting all these executive orders out right away, he is clearly showing that he is going to rule from behind the desk
1: in the Oval Office with a pen, just like Obama did. Oh, certainly. Uh, But I just also remember that that this Biden presidency has brought forth the first second gentleman of the United States. Oh, God. Yeah, um, have, I think that's a good thing. I mean, feminists can have something to you know keep their trap shut about equality for a couple of years. Well, yeah, no, they're this, actually gonna say she's is the whole other
0: issue with that, though, right? So, <laughs> it's, oh my god, we have our first female vice president. Okay, what is Kamala Harris's qualifications? No one liked Kamala Harris last year, last December, she had to drop out of the primaries because she had no money left. But now, <laughs> Kamala Harris is everybody's favorite person because she's so sassy and she's the first black female vice president.
1: It's no, now joke. she's the first. Now she's the first Black Ameri- American, African American, African Asian American.
0: Yeah, Dude, so. it, it, it's all a joke. It's like when they go, oh, "Obama was the first Black president. That's important." Okay, it's important. Now tell me what Barack Obama did to make him a good president, without saying the words "Black" or "African American," and I've not had one person be able to tell me anything. Not one. And I, I be got, like, oh, no. "I'll get back." And you say whatever, say whatever you want to say, and then we can talk about it. They can't even give me an answer because they know well, all of his policies were an abject failure. It was a terrible president. He was not a good president at all.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he did get the Nobel Peace Prize while simultaneously for bombing dropping people like in Libya. Was that yeah. was that what mm-hmm. it was for? Drone yeah, for strike. The- yeah, most drone strikes in the history of this country, uh, and people There's want to talk about now we
0: eliminated our enemies. Good job,
1: <laughs> just dropping bombs yeah. on people from drones. And that's and that's certainly an abstract way of the way of how the way Trump did it. Um, I mean, sure there were drone strikes, but it wasn't nearly the way that Obama did it. And I mean, this wasn't just on high value targets that where there was a potential. This was just like bombardment. You know, Obama and, uh, bombs whatever. civilian targets. They bomb mm-hmm. civilian targets under Obama. In like, comparison to Trump sending in strike teams to take out people, you know, if they're you know, and so this was somebody who actually outweighed the options uh, and saw that this you know this might be a better approach because you don't want to plunge people to have more anti-American uh, rhetoric. I mean, with with that being said, like the doors have now been opened. Uh, for a lot more of, I'd say, a globalist agenda. We're already seeing that within what Biden wants to do. Like you said, Evan, it's with the WHO. He wants to get back into the uh, Paris Climate Accord. And there is Why? A- Like, what's the reasoning for that?
0: That's what I don't get. So America's been doing all the work in terms of reducing emissions better than everyone else in the entire planet. And China just goes, we're going to do what we want and increase emissions. But somehow we need to be giving the Paris Climate Accord money.
1: Well, the way that this works is, so I, I saw an, uh, a post today by, uh, by a Facebook page that I follow. It's called, um, and I'll censor it a bit, but I effing love science. And they were, they made, they made this whole big banner and post saying that, yes, the United States is going back and people are loving it and heart reacting. And we're going back to the Paris Climate Accord. Whoopee. And I actually have people that, that agree with me on this one. Uh, where I said, great, so we're going back to the equivalency of getting a participation trophy when it comes to sustainability. And people are like, huh, I can actually agree with that. And, you know, from my profile picture, it actually says Latinos for Trump on it, so you would think that people would be like, ah, look at this, sell out, whatever. But no, there is some people that are forward-thinking there. Now, I am not the – I'm a big uh, fossil fuels guy. I'm somebody who supports fossil fuels because I believe that having energy uh, in, you know, in vast amounts is good for this country. Uh, but at the same time, I can also recognize when, if we're trying to make this world a more sustainable place, I could also recognize that too. But with going into the Paris Climate Accord doesn't do that. It doesn't actually change anything. It is something that people sign on to. It's like the indulgences of the Catholic Church. Like, oh, if you just you know, give us money or if you sign this you know, how, uh, however much uh, for us, we'll make your sins go away. In this case, it will make your carbon go away. We'll show you how much of a good person you are around the world. Uh, Just about every country that that actually joins it doesn't actually reduce much emissions. They said, oh, well, I guess we'll do a couple of billion tons of uh, metric tons of carbon. We'll reduce it by like, you know, maybe two. And they don't even have to stick to it. There's no fine. There's no penalty for it. And barely any country. There's no enforcement. Yeah. I mean, the New York Times showed a graphic. this is what I used for my own uh, college presentation where it was like, this is our upward trajectory of where we need to, um, of where we are. This is where we need to be to actually make a difference to reach that 33% around the world. And we were like, so if this was the target, if this were where we are currently, we were like right here. Because leaving countries
0: are not doing their part. We've shown without being involved in this that we are willing to reduce emissions. No one in this country is saying, let's do more harm to the environment. Again, not one person I know wants to go, hey, man, let's destroy the planet. It's just a difference of what will work and what is not going to work because you're telling me you're just going to tax me to death to put in technology that already does not have the capacity to do what you're telling me it wants you to do. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to get rid of fracking. Okay. When they
1: promised that they wouldn't, they promised that they wouldn't get rid of fracking. They
0: lied. They lied. They lied several times. We have video evidence. Okay. If you really want clean energy right now, your real options are natural gas which you need fracking for, and nuclear power. Those are your two options for clean energy now. And the left doesn't want either of them. Why? Because they don't want an actual fix to the problem. They want to cry and complain, and they want to tax you to death in the the pursuit of what? Solar? Solar is at its max capacity. Solar energy is not useful for running anything bigger than like a freaking Tonka truck. All right. It's probably more than that, but it's really not that effective. Wind is completely useless. We already know that the turbines that they've installed will take over 10,000 years to reproduce the energy it took to build them. Water Mm power is not doing anything. What we have now is fossil fuels are best bet for energy. And then if you really want clean, sustainable energy, it's natural gas and it's and it's nuclear, but they Mm -hmm. don't want it they're still living
1: that pipe dream but the Par- and the paris climate accord is not going to do anything it's mm-hmm. not well i mean we're at where people said that we should be 30 40 years ago so we're at the level of sustainability not just in the united states but around the world and that's still not enough and it's never going to be enough because guess what all of these uh, all of these little organizations that make you feel good about yourself by saying hey you have a great energy rating what what all they do is just collect money. They bankroll, that's it. Uh, Who was the, um, my my mind is slipping on his name. Uh, He was uh, Vice President of the United States to, Al Gore, there we go. Al Gore sells carbon uh, carbon offsets, which is the exact thing that uh, what an indulgence is. You pay his company money and apparently your carbon footprint goes away. And it's it's just insane. And but people buy into it. One of the biggest markets uh, in in the world is actually renewable energy. And everyone just wants to feel so good about themselves that so they're doing this. But it's actually doing more harm than than good because the amount of lithium, the amount of cobalt, nickel. The metals that you have to get to actually extract this stuff is horrible. It's not done in any sort of humane conditions whatsoever. It's it's damn near close to uh, to slave labor, and it, it, you're not going to ever change those conditions unless you're c- trying to call a humanitarian crisis. And if you do that, sadly, that's going to increase the prices of how we get these things, anyways, and which is going to hurt the land. land. It destroys mm-hmm. the land that they take it from. So, really, honestly,
0: if we, like I said, there's two options: it's fracking or nuclear but they don't want it. But this is the problem and again, it's it went we went from America first to everyone else first. Because once again, Americans, we guess what guys, you still only got that $600 gift from the government for Christmas. Congratulations. That was your Christmas gift from the government. So, they haven't put forth that $2000 check or the $1400 increase for people. Instead, they have promised to send more of our money overseas that's what they're doing. It's not about America. It's about, it's about pushing that leftist agenda. That's really all it is. It's not even about visuals anymore. It's really about going, this is how far left we can go. This is how we look like we're a part of everything else that everyone else is doing, but the rest of the world is failing at what they're doing. So why would you want to be a part of it? Do your thing. We were successful on our own. Why are we putting into things that are not successful? I think we should pull out of the UN. I think that's the biggest waste of money because the UN does basically nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think that a World Council at this day and age would actually be able to do some some good, you know, not just uh, help assist making great UNICEF commercials.
0: Uh, I mean, we all know the bigger a government is, the less effective it is. And the UN is supposed to be the world government and it doesn't do anything. It's the least effective form of government.
1: Oh, certainly. Uh, But at the same time, let's talk about the caravan that's on its way. Oh, God. We had Biden officials actually go and tell people in this caravan that now is the time to come. Are you kidding me? These are 9,000
0: hmm And they're well, breaking... So every person in that crowd
1: has COVID, and you're going to inject all that COVID into the country. Yeah, and they're breaking international laws at this point because every country has laws and restrictions on the basis that it is, in fact, a pandemic. So as much as Fauci would like to say, oh, well, you know, there's these crazy conspiracies. Yes, there's a virus out there. He should be the first one up there on television to say, we don't want this caravan. It's not safe. It's not healthy. He should have also said to the people who were there at Black Lives Matter um, Plaza in Washington, D.C., because even an NBC reporter was out there and one of the Good Morning shows covering the inauguration. He's like, even though they went through state lines uh, during a pandemic, during COVID, and they were encouraged not to, they still showed up for the inauguration. I'm like, are you kidding me? Again, it's always about this rules for the, none for me BS, and you want to talk about helping people and saving people. Well, if this... If this virus is as bad as, as it is, and God forbid more people die from it, it's a horrible thing to do. It's a horrible thing to even get. But if it's really as bad as why aren't you out there, Fauci, telling people, don't come. Not right now. Go through the legal process. Ensure that you're not sick. Get tested. All of this stuff. Where is that? But no, what we have is, oh, just come right in. Come right in. Here's a, here's a free pass to get in. What's the point of anyone to immigrate to this country legally anymore? What's the point of anyone following the rule of law? I think that this, yes, this country is made up of immigrants. But at the same time, when you're giving people, when you're preaching equality and not actually providing it, when you're giving criminals. Now everyone wants to talk about legality and meritocracy right now because of what happened on January 6th at the um, at the at the Capitol building. Everyone wants to talk about well, technically, and they should be classified as domestic terrorists. No matter what your Initial reasoning is no matter how good your intentions may be, if you come into the country illegally, you are an illegal immigrant, ergo a criminal. And I can reason with you and I can level with you. And I say, yeah, not everyone comes here to do horrible things and infringe on other people's rights. But at the same time, and I know that a lot of these guys who are coming or they're already here are simply just because they want to work and provide a family here. They just don't have, but when you're here 10, 15, 20 years, not learning, not learning English, not wanting to participate in the economy by actually you know, trying to pay, uh, pay for taxes and all this other stuff. Sending your kids to public school, which you don't pay for. Precisely. All of this, what does it culminate to? But now you can't even say uh, in certain situations, depending on where you are in the country, you can't say the term illegal alien, illegal immigrant, because that might, be, that might hurt people's feelings. But at the same time, what happened to the meritocracy? What happened to the actual definition of the word? And it hurts for me to say, it because it, I, it would hurt me to see somebody who looks like me, uh, with, uh, you know, a single parent potentially with like five kids smuggling their kids across the border and saying, and, you know, because they have a horrible war turned freaking country or run by, uh, overrun by cartels. It, yeah, it, it sucks. But at the same time, if we want to talk about actual law and order here now, if now the narrative is law and order from the left, then they should be doing something about it. And they never do it. They want to keep people as second-class citizens, and they're going to create 11 million people riding on the backs of Hispanic Americans, majority, to actually win further elections. Well, it's because they want to keep of
0: public assistance, Gabe. It's, if you're getting money from, if your livelihood basically comes from the government, if all your benefits and all your food, your your WIC, all, you know, your EBT, all that stuff comes from the government, you're not going to vote for someone who's going to reduce government spending you're going to vote for the person who goes, I'm going to increase welfare benefits for people. I'm going to increase WIC benefits. When in reality, it just it's not possible. At the end of the day, yes. Would it be nice if no one ever had to work and the government delivered food to your house every single day and no one ever had to worry about any violence in the street? No one needed a firearm. That would be amazing, right? Yeah. But guess what? That's not the real world. We have to live in the real world. Human beings are violent creatures. Okay, we are competitive, we are violent, and we are not to be, we are self centered. I'm Mm -hmm. always put myself before the next person. Always. What is it? God, family, country, right? That's the order. Family comes before country. It's never Mm -hmm. going to be this utopia where everyone walks around and there's no crime and no violence. It's never going to be that. Money is always going to be a thing we need to make sure that we are financially stable going forward which we're not and financially wow. sustainable which also we're not but we can't just allow everyone into this country because we can't afford we just it simply can't afford it uh, if even if you're not looking at elections if you are simply looking at it from a money perspective we cannot afford to open the borders and allow, allow everyone to flood in and receive welfare benefits it
1: will never work the country will literally collapse Well, when you're talking about uh, benefits and people living without the need to work, you're essentially rejecting uh, part of the human spirit. It's not just in American culture. This is just naturally what humans do. They like to work. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, Do you know who's actually some of the most depressed and unsatisfied people uh, on the planet? It's people who are unemployed and sit at home all day. Uh, Actually, uh, well... That, that's a good majority, but I'm saying specific with a oh. higher with higher rates would be retired who win the lottery. No, people who oh. win the lottery. Oh, that too, because, because people, they like,
0: just if you, it. It. you yes, yeah, so people who win the lottery. But also, if you look at so if, let's look at people who retire, right? Let's look at simply. Let's look at Joe Paterno. Okay, everyone remembers Joe Paterno. You know Jerry Sandusky, that whole scandal. Joe Paterno was going strong at like 83 or whatever he was. He was going strong. He was coaching. He was working every single day. Right after he had to retire, he died like two months later. Hmm. The human body, like working and having a purpose in life gives people drive. It gives people a sense of purpose. That's why you have all these people who are unsatisfied with either their personal relationships, their professional relationships, or wherever they are in life. These are the people who are out there protesting half the time. These are people who are rioting, burning down cities. These are people joining Antifa and BLM. It's people who are unsatisfied with their lot in life. Because they don't feel like they have a proper purpose. It feels like they don't have a proper mission in life. You need that as a human being. To sit around and play video games all day increases depression. This is why we had so many issues during the lockdown. To sit around all day just watching TV and not doing anything increases depression. Every year, I work at a school. I work at a camp, right? Camp ends about two weeks before school starts. Those two weeks, I'm constantly searching for something to do. Because I cannot just sit around and do nothing. I can't. It's awful. I feel terrible doing it because that's not what human beings were meant to do. We're not meant to be sedentary. We're not meant to be three hundred pounds sitting on our couch watching TV. That's why people who are obese have higher rates of depression. These are these are facts. These are this is not this is not judgment. This is the way that it is. So to take this country and try to make it into this universal basic income, and we're just going to give people stuff, and we're going to increase welfare benefits. It's going to be the destruction of the American spirit. And you have people who are willing to work, put up these people who are not willing to work, and be like, no, it's because of the past, it's because of racism and oppression, that we should allow them to do this, and we should give them more. And you're only hurting them, and you're only hurting future generations. You're not helping
1: anybody with that. Yeah, No, I mean we're going to see a pretty big shift on uh, what's going to happen i think the welfare state will, will will certainly 100% be increased um and all the progress gained on the economic scale is going to uh it's going to it's it's, it's going to stifle and remember when Bit- everyone was saying you know bitcoin 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 now Biden is saying, that, and the people from the Biden administration and the left are starting to come on and say, well, guess what? Cryptocurrency is uh, currency used by people on the black market, by the white supremacists. So they are people who... So they're essentially another way of people making money they're trying to seize uh, control over, I guess maybe even seize the means of production on. And that's, that's the government going into your business. That's the government going into your money, your banking. On. Now, obviously, if you're doing something illegal... That, you know, stop doing that. But if the government is going in and taking your stuff, that is overreach. I mean, the Attila's Gym uh, in Jersey that has famously defied uh, these COVID uh, lockdowns and and orders, they are not even charging their members to go in. They said at some point that they've had 104,000 people pass through their gym on like a weekly basis, and they have yet to hear one person actually catching COVID, and they're still being hit with a $15,000 fine every day. And they had their
0: defense fund seized mm-hmm. by the government.
1: Yep, and the in the
0: middle of litigation. That's literally right. the government going, "Oh, you're fighting us in court. We're taking all your money now. You can't fight us." That and is said, literally
1: tyranny. And and uh, the New Jersey state government said, "Oh, well, the only thing you got to do is you, you got to talk to the bank." We they were helping us with our collections process. We sent out a warrant. Uh, you know, we sent out orders for the court sent out orders to re, uh, recoup one hundred thirty thousand. They took between 168000 to $174,000. Everything else was overreach, and they're not even blaming themselves on it because they actually went into it on private funds. They're saying that you need to actually take it up with your bank because it was their fault.
0: It's ridiculous, dude. And this is, this is what the Democrats do all the time. It's what the left does. They overreach, 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 and then they go, oh, no, what's not my fault? Or I did this to help somebody else. It's always an excuse. There's never a responsibility, and it's always a double standard. Always 100% of the time, it is never equal coverage. It is never equal anything because guess what? No one is covering that. Not one mainstream media, especially on the left, is covering yeah. that government seizing the defense fund for its so, You know why? Because even if they did, they'd go, well, they shouldn't be open. They should be closed down to prevent the spread of COVID. So there's still reasoning for it. They'll
1: justify it any way they want. Mm-hmm. And now they're also removing the Keystone XL pipeline. So and that's taking away what, 40,000 jobs? Oh yeah and good I, job, could almost... I
0: you just mix forty thousand jobs, kill the American worker. Good job, buddy,
1: yeah, well, I mean, let's also think about how we're gonna get all of that um all of that energy from one place to another. You're surely gonna need more trucks, you're surely gonna need more carbon to actually make sure that it gets there on uh, to where it needs to go, so
0: price is already going up, they're already going up,
1: yeah no, this we, are, is we inc-
0: are we are coming down on three dollars per gallon already for regular its it's it's not gonna be good people, yeah. This sucks. It I really mean, sucks. And but, guess what? We'll be here for the next at least two years to tell you how much Biden and Kamala suck. That is what this podcast essentially will become. We will be taking down all of their policies, and we will be going after Governor Cuomo, who is also a complete sack of garbage. But before we finish, Gabe, I just want to get your one idea. So sure. we talked the other day very briefly about the, the gun bill going through the House, which is right. a complete overreach and absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. The only way to really stop this— is for the Republicans to filibuster this. If they mm-hmm. because then you need six, you need a uh, 60% vote. Mm-hmm. If they don't filibuster this, what is the next step forward for us? Because if they're not willing to stand up for our second amendment rights, this is clear overreach. This is registration, this is licensing, and this is ammo ban. This is the biggest overreach that I've seen in a long time if they're not filibustering this cuz Mitch McConnell's not looking like he wants anything to do with the american people for the foreseeable future. He looks like he's trying to get his money from China and get out while he can. Mm-hmm. So if they don't filibuster this, you are going to lose every single 2A advocate in this country by
1: not standing up for them. What where what's the path going forward if they don't do this? If they don't do it, I'm not sure what else we can actually do. I mean, if the people that are elected to vote and represent their constituency and in and the country and their values if those people that actually hold the power no longer wish to use it for good i mean you you could easily say we're going to challenge them and primary them and vote them out and whatever the hell but when it comes down to it i would say that people like the nra gun owners of america all of these um, to a second second amendment groups actually need to go and Go take this to the Supreme Court. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's horrible. They didn't even come through for Trump. This is something completely and entirely different. This is something that is written within the Constitution. It is something that it is outlined right there within the laws of our country, the Supreme Law of the Line, which is the United States Constitution. And from there, as from what I know of government, that's what it should do. You should have everyone, everyone, everyone that even, even gun store owners should take this and sue their government. Because that's the only way that things are going to happen. I'm not going to be here saying, oh, we need to do an armed revolution. We can't. No, I'm not going to be saying that stuff because that just leads to a whole bunch. of That will prove their point. Uh, it, it, you know, as I, was I mean, saying. If, now, if door-to-door confiscation, that's a right. a completely different that's story. A, exactly. That's a completely different situation. That's a completely different scenario. But when you have and even here in New York, they're trying. We have such high gun violence, especially in New York City for a place that's so restricted when it comes to guns that. Now, Governor Cuomo doesn't want you to allow you to buy body armor, the thing that protects you from bullets. How dare you defend yourself from something that a criminal has, but it's so difficult for you to get? I mean, this is this is insane. Again, but that's just policies my...
0: never make sense. They never make sense. But I'm formally calling on Ted Cruz. OK, and the Senate Republicans to filibuster this bill because it will not get 60 votes. It's not going to happen. They're not getting 60 votes. They'll get like 51 because they'll get Mitt Romney, who's the biggest piece of garbage in the Senate, but they will not get 60 votes. Senator Ted Cruz, you claim you want to stand up for Texas values and American rights and the Constitution. Filibuster this bill, Gabe. I think that's a great place to end the show. Everyone, thank you for watching. Gabe, give the people at home before they leave a where they can find you on the social medias while they still can.
1: Yeah. So I'm still banned from doing live streams on Instagram, but you can find me. At Barron.Montalvo, B-R-O-N.Montalvo, uh, on Twitter at Baron underscore Montalvo, and on Facebook and Parlor at the uh, Baron Montalvo. And if you're a Young Republican here in New York, please, uh, you know, go visit the New York Young Republicans Club at NYYRC.com and NYYRC on every major social media platform and get
0: involved. Right, guys, if you're listening and not watching, if you are watching all of our social media is on the bottom, but if you're not, if you are listening, then I will tell you, please follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube, at Empire State Conservative Network, both of which will host our live show on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter, at Empire State Cons, and once Parlor is back up, we will be back on there at Empire State Conservatives, and as always, you can find all of our links and merch on empire state conservative network.com as well as links to the wax cast podcast which is our second podcast on the empire state conservative network we are always looking for more so if you are interested in joining up with us and linking up with us and teaming up because the only way we can get past the left now is to team up and to come together please send me an email evan at empire state conservative network.com and uh we will we will chat so for that (laughs) Get ready for COVID to disappear and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm -hmm.